Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fans from the Stands, episode number, I'm going to take a shot in the dark here, 16? That is correct. <laughs> Look at that. I honest, honest to God, I just guessed. And I didn't <laughs> oh, even have to prompt. No, you didn't. It wasn't, wasn't showing me hand signals on Zoom. It was just pointed at me. Okay. Uh, so I'm your uh, one of your co-hosts, Mickey, along with my buddy, Ivan. Hey, everybody. How's it going? And Ivan's in a remote location today. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so... I don't know what to talk about, really. Like, what's happening in Jay's land? Well, let's see here. Um, um, there's a thing approaching called the postseason. They actually, what a what an up and down year the Jays have had, and you're exactly right. They've capped it off. Now they've made the postseason, and it's funny how we look because we, we we kind of we, we do this typically every week, right? And we kind of like we get the we analyze games almost like on a daily basis. So ups, ups are high, lows are low. So I remember our last episode when we were talking about the Jays and they need a, couple, a few wins here in Tampa. And it was really, they were, I think at that point they were in second place in the wild card. Yeah. And uh, man, they really, they turned it on. That sweep of Boston helps. Anyways, when we last talked, they were in Philadelphia where they actually lost the game that day we were talking, they lost four. That was a heartbreaker. That four three yeah. game, uh, they were winning that one in the ninth. They gave it up. Then there was that four. And this is what I think. And I, I don't what, what what your thoughts are. Um, then there was that four game set in Tampa Bay, and I think we both agreed that this was like going to be the determining factor. Yeah, it was. And um, you know what? To their credit, they they did all right. Yeah, they got blown out. Not blown out, blown out, but they lost handily i guess on the thursday and the friday they lost 10 5 6 10 but on the saturday sunday took the next two yeah you know scores of 3 1 and 7 1 and pretty handily on sunday so that was to me that was a test of their like i don't know this might sound cheesy but their intestinal fortitude they're like you know this is a place we don't play well in at all at all (laughs) ever and you know they they split the series then they went. Then they were at home with New York. They won the first game. It was a great game. They won three two. Yep. Uh, this is the Aaron Judge uh, series. And then they lost uh, two five. And got blown out on Wednesday eight three. And something happened. I don't. Something. Something significant. So somebody hit a home run or something. Yeah, somebody hit a home run. <laughs> Aaron Judge hits his tying record of sixty one home runs. Yep. Then the Jays decide, well, we're going to host Boston and sweep them again because what else do we do with Boston this year? They have manhandled, or <laughs> uh, sorry to be a little bit more correct, person handled <laughs> yes. the Red Sox um, quite handily this season. They have a plus minus record against the Red Sox of, what was it, 70, 70 runs? 75 yeah, runs? Plus, something like plus 70. Which is more than teams have for an entire season. <laughs> like, it's absurd. They, whatever whatever it was, that they Boston helped Toronto make the postseason this year. Yep. Um, they've played amazing against Boston. We'll take the wins. They, they swept them. Then they, and it's just, I guess it turned out that Seattle wasn't playing great. Tampa Bay wasn't playing great at the times Toronto was winning or losing. And then, you know, by the time we got into Baltimore, we needed where our, our magic number was one. Yeah. Or 
Yeah, two. or two. Yeah, so it was like a one win and a loss yeah. by, by Mary. Yeah, so magic number was one. So any win combination of a Jays win or um, Seattle loss would yeah. guarantee them home field advantage. And they won, um, they won in Baltimore 5 1. There was the celebration, should say that, a couple days before that with against Boston where they, Hazel May got drowned in <laughs> beer. John Schneider had his left field brewery beer in his hand. Yes, he did. Yeah. Um, even the team photo I saw just today, I was watching that little like Tim and Tim and friends. Uh, they did like a little like recap of the year for the Jays and, and at the team picture after their celebration, he had, well, he had a left field brewery beer in his hand. So yep. pretty interesting. Uh, yeah. And so the Jays go into Baltimore, take uh, three out of four, I believe it was three out of four. We took uh, two, two out of three, two out of three. That's right. Um, it was rain out. Yeah. Yeah. They got the rain out. They lost the first game today and I don't even know why they played the doubleheader. This really, well, yeah, I was, I don't know. Did you watch any of the games today? Um, working. I, I didn't see the first one at all because by the time I turned on uh, Sportsnet now, um, the first one was done. And at that point, yeah. I'm like, oh, that was actually a close game considering the lineup they put out there. Right. And yeah, so I watched I watched a majority of that game, which was which was fun because it was but nerve wracking at the same time, I guess, because you're just like nobody get hurt. Mm-hmm. Nobody, nobody get hurt. Um, but I, and we'll talk about this a little bit later in the show, I think are who we think is going to be on the playoff roster, the 26 man right. roster, the maximum of 13 uh, pitchers. But, um, I think, yeah, Gabriel Moreno looked great. Otto Lopez. Yeah. Looked fantastic. Um, you know, but again, it was, it was more nerve wracking. Mitch White didn't pitch horribly. He didn't pitch. Good. I don't know. He <laughs> he was kind of iffy. He gave up three runs in the bottom of the eighth to lose the game. But yeah. Um. Other than that, this I guess the relievers got their work in, which was nice. Romano Romano pitched the fourth inning. Yeah. And the second game, they won five one again with a bunch of scrubs. Yeah. Kikuchi didn't give up a run. Yeah. That's <laughs> three games in a row now. Like, of course he turns it on now, and it's the end of the season. Yeah. Um. So. Jays are in the playoffs for the first time since 2016. Oh, I shouldn't say that. Since 2020. 2020. <laughs> well, we didn't little... get to watch it. Nobody really did because it was in the trop and it, it was, was a little league tournament. Yeah. yeah. COVID. No one was there. And even the Dodgers, I don't think, really ex- accept that World Series as an actual World Series because everyone made the playoffs. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, so, yeah, the Jays are in the world. The Jays are in the. Uh, in the playoffs for the first time since 2020 and they have to make some decisions about their roster. And that's, we're kind of talking about um, kind of talking about it earlier in the show, who we think is going to make that playoff roster for the blue Jays. And I think and it all depends on health, right? I guess. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, Gurriel jr. Didn't play today. No. Um, which is surprising because if, you would you would think that if he's ready, because he was doing a little bit more running, um, if he was ready, you would think that they would have put him in to just kind of get him warmed up a little bit to get to get to game speed. Yeah. So I am thinking he's not ready. Yeah. They, so they apparently they shuffled him out. Him and uh, Espinal got sent to Toronto um, when it was raining in Baltimore. They didn't want them there because they they could do some on field work in Toronto because the dome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We got a roof. We got a roof. Twitter says. <laughs> That's right. We can talk about that in a second too. 
Um, yeah, so uh, that really kind of makes some interesting decisions for the Blue Jays. Yeah, roster wise. <clears throat> so if you're the Blue Jays, we have automatically you have a 26 man roster you're allowed to have. Let's do our, you know, maximum 13 pitchers. So before we get into who we're playing first, well, we'll, we'll just say it. It's not, not a surprise to anybody. Yeah. They're playing Seattle. Yeah. So our locks. So uh, I, your locks are pretty, I think we got, let's start off. Let's start around the diamond. Well, Danny Jansen's a lock. Yeah. Kirk's a lock. That's two. Yep. Vlad Guerrero's a lock. Yep. Three. Bichette, four. Chapman's four. five. I would say Merrifield's a lock now. Yes. <laughs> yes. He, he's on fire. Yeah. Six. Um, Springer. Definitely yep. seven. Teoscar, eight. Um, what was a, uh, Tapia. Is he a lock? I think so. I think he's a lock now because of um, uh, Guriel's injury. Yeah. I, I honestly, I, I think, I don't know what you think about this. I think if Guriel was mm, healthy, do you need Tapia? Maybe not. Especially if you keep Zimmer and Bradley. So, and that's where you have to make that decision. Although Tapia offensively is better than Zimmer and Bradley. Yeah. Um, but can be a defensive liability in center. Right. Now, at that point, you want somebody to cover center in case, um, in case Springer, you know, his injuries flare up, his elbow flares up, and he can't play, and he has to DH. So then you got to think: is it Zimmer or is it Bradley? Or Zimmer, is it Whit, Whit Merrifield? Or, or is it Whit Merrifield? If Espinal, if Espinal, or yeah, it's yeah, it's um, it's interesting. So, 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 so now we already have, we have Toppy as a kind of a maybe. Yeah. Everybody else is a, is a lock. Obviously, those are pretty easy. Um, so likely candidates. Most likely, I'm going to say, well, if Guriel Jr. is healthy. He's in. He's in. Yeah. Jackie Bradley Jr.? I would say he's a better offensive person than Zimmer. Yeah, I agree. And, and, he and, his, speed is, and his speed things. isn't that bad. Same skill set, right? Better yeah. defender. Zach Pop? Definitely. Yeah. You, I agree. Did you see him pitch the last game where his fastball was moving like a wiffle ball at like 97, 98? Yeah. Yeah. Holy movement. He's, uh, I'm telling you, it was a great pickup. Yep. He's going to be, I think next year he's going to be a, a pretty big force. So here are the, so here are the maybes, right? Right. And because of, because of injury, Espinal. BGO. Yep. And I think, I think you have to kind of put Bijo as a lock because he's like your utility. He can play, if someone gets hurt, he can play anywhere. You can put him at first, second, outfield. Yeah. All right. So we have Espinal, depending on his health. Moreno. Yeah. I think he's a maybe, definitely. Maybe, uh, maybe definitely. <laughs> maybe definitely. <laughs> maybe definitely so so. Mm-hmm. Um, Bradley Zimmer. I don't think so. It's his skill set. Uh, it plays here. He, he'd be like the Dalton Pompey from 2015 or 16, right? <laughs> He's the guy that's never going to bat. He's just going to run and play defense. And you, do you need those guys in the playoffs? You, you do. Yeah. Right. I agree. I, I, 
I, yeah. It's, it's tough, right? Like we He's, never, we never use Pompey in the playoffs, except no, we, to run late in the game for, you know, um, uh, Russell Martin or. Yeah. And how, case, did that, like, and how did that turn out? Well, you scored a run. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. So I, I, it's, it's really, it's really odd, right? Because we're arguing over basically the same type of players like Tapia, yeah. Zimmer and Bradley are like Tapia hits a little bit better. Yeah. But less power than Bradley. Bradley doesn't run as fast as Zimmer, but hits better than Zimmer. Zimmer yeah. plays a better outfield and is faster. Like, yeah. <laughs> if we could just cut cut off a couple of the legs, like, like you got three options, you can only pick two. Exactly. <laughs> what is that game? You got to kill one, love one, whatever. Marry one. one. Yeah, yeah marry one, have sex with one, kill one. Um. Okay, so we're we're kind of well, we're kind of talking about outfield. Let's talk about starters. Obviously, nailed down starters are Alec Manoa. Kevin Gossman and Ross Stripling. Yep. Um, and relievers, we got Romano, yes, Garcia, Bass, Meza, Phelps, Simber, Richards. Maybe Richards, yeah. Pop, Richards, definitely. question mark. Pop, so definitely. really, is Pop or Richards? I would go Pop. I would have to agree. Um, so now that leaves you with Barrios. Kikuchi, Merriweather, Trent Thornton, or Matt Gage. So Matt Gage is out. Yeah. Let's let's unless you want another lefty. Yeah. Against because Seattle's lefty heavy batting. So then maybe you bring Kikuchi. <laughs> and then and you do this is some really interesting decisions. You keep Trent Thornton because you maybe need a longer uh, or do you keep Barrios and Barrios and put him in the bullpen? Well, and that's what I that's what I'm thinking is what I would do is keep Barrios as your long guy. You can't rely on him as a starter. Like he pitched well his last game. Like he gave us that win. He clinched that yeah. game for us, right? But history this season has told us that he'll be good. He'll be good. He'll be crap, crap, good, crap, good, crap. It's like, what do you get? <laughs> That's and you. I don't. Well, especially against Seattle, I don't think you. I just, I don't think you you can put him out there because he got crushed against lefties this year. Yeah, like an eight ERA or something ridiculous. Or, yeah. um, so I, I'd have a hard time justifying, you know putting him out there and then having Stripling warm up like Stripling's earned. He's earned the start. Yeah, I think. And you know what, if put Stripling on and then have Brios warming up. Yeah. Cause there's been times where Stripling's, you know, has struggled throwing yeah. a lot of pitches in the, you know, have Brios ready. So I, I think you keep Brios on that roster just in case. Yep. And just in case something happens, right? Like God forbid, Manoa takes another ball off the elbow. Yeah. Um, but I think watching the game today, especially when the game two, when they had Moreno playing left field, second base, I was kind of seeing, I was kind of seeing the exit door for Biggio. Yeah. Because now you have. That's the thing, right? So Moreno wasn't always a catcher. No. And you can see that the Jays are thinking, all right, Danny Jansen is no slouch. I know he's, oh. he, 
like talk to some of the guys on our ball team and they don't like him at all. But <laughs> look at what yeah, he's well, they done. like they like Derek Jeter, so yeah. let's, let's call a spade a spade. <laughs> but I mean, Danny Jansen is hitting 260 or 262. I, I haven't looked at like 265 to 260. Yeah, yeah. which yeah. great because historically he's kind of struggled with the bat. The power's never been an issue. No. And being able to see pitch and put his bat on the ball hasn't been the issue. He's just had some incredibly bad luck with balls hit directly at people. Yeah. And just, you know, not having anything to show for it. And I'm glad the Jays have stuck with him because he's shown like he's got a bigger, higher OPS than any player on the Jays team. He's, uh, he's got more power than Kirk. Yeah. Doesn't hit for high, like as high an average as Kirk. But I think he he runs better than Kirk. He runs better than Kirk, and he's a pretty darn good defender because that's what I he's... would say. He's probably a better defender than Kirk. Yep. I mean, Kirk's overall, really good. overall, yep. I think Kirk can frame pit, low pitches, which yep. is, he's a good framer for whatever stat that is. But yep. I think defensively, Danny's a better, probably better catcher. He's also got more experience. Yeah. So yeah. I'm guessing that there that was kind of like an audition for Gabriel Moreno. Yeah. We put him on the playoff roster, and I think I think you do. I think you do. I think because he, he'll give you a lot. I mean, he gives you a, he gives you some speed, and you need an extra. You want to give Danny a day off and put Kurt DH one day. You yep. put Moreno behind the plate, and you got a cannon for an arm. Well, in the, the plate in the playoffs, your best lineup is Jansen catching, Kirk DHing. Yeah, and at that point, you need somebody to back him up in case something happens. happens. Yeah, and then you have Moreno on the bench. You have Moreno on the bench who can catch, who's got a cannon for an arm. And they're trying him out and, and well, he played infield, so that's nothing foreign to him, but putting him in the outfield is probably just like, hey, let's see how you can do out there because we might need you out there. So I think we're pretty much set on the fact that we're going to sit Zimmer. I think so. And we're going to put in Moreno instead. And I think Moreno gives you that elite speed off the bench because he's got a higher foot speed than most players in the league. I haven't really been keeping count. <laughs> Our decisions. <laughs> I think so. I think we said Danny Jansen, Alejandro Kirk, Guerrero, Biggio, Whit Merrifield, Matt Chapman, Bobichet, Tapia, Springer, Teoscar. All those are all locks. Yep. Noah, Gosman, Stripling, Romano, Garcia, Bass, Meza, Phelps, Simber, Richards, or we said Pop. Eh? We said Pop. Yeah. So that's now we have twenty. We have twenty players. Okay. We have six left to go. Okay. Um, we only have three pitchers left. So we have Richards, Richards, Barrios, Kikuchi, Merriweather, Trent Thornton, Mac Gage. Okay, so Barrios. Yeah, so now we're down to two. Kikuchi. You keep Kikuchi, eh? You're running with Kikuchi. I think so. I, I Look, his stuff plays. He's... Obviously, finally listening to, to Pete Walker. <laughs> Pete's like, just put it over the plate. <laughs> Love of Pete. Put it over the plate. Um, so you have one left. Maybe Merriweather, Mary, Mary I guess. I don't know. Trent Thornton or Matt Gage. I would almost lean towards Matt Gage. Same, yeah. The lefty, just another lefty. Another lefty. So then if you need a lefty in like the sixth inning, you don't want to waste Mesa. Yeah. You put engage. Um, that's just all right. So we set the whole uh, set the whole roster. And then we have that was 
So we, 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 we have three, 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 three players left. So I guess Moreno. Now, now we're looking at Moreno. Yeah, and our two left. So, so we we already had Merrifield, right? Yeah. So, so I guess we keep. Uh, so we're, we're 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 cutting Trent Richards. I guess we did. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Richards is gone. So now we have either Bradley Jr., Guriel Jr., Espinal, or Zimmer. I think. Guriel is off the roster for the wild card series. Yeah, I, th- I think you need Guriel at one hundred percent. Yeah, no matter what, I I don't see him like he's not super fast. He's not super fast. His defense is questionable. Yeah, and his power is non-existent this year. Yeah, so I, I mean, I don't. I don't know if I want a 70% Guriel when I got to have like a hundred percent Bradley jr. Exactly. You know? Um, and then you, maybe you wrestle, you win the playoff series against Seattle and then you, now you have a fully healthy Guriel and Guriel for the next series. Yeah. All right. So we, we, all right, we made a roster. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that was easy. That was easy. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Okay. So let's, <laughs> let's play. Uh, let's, Let's decide who's gonna. So the Jays are playing Seattle. First game is on Friday at four oh seven. Yep. What's your prediction? Manoa's winning. Okay. Game two. I think Stripling's pitching this game. You think they're gonna put Stripling in the game two? So the reason I think so is because, and I think it all depends on whether you win the first game and and not. But I think if you win the first game. You put Stripling in game two. That gives an extra day for Gosman to heal up. Mm, that's and a then good point. If, and then if you win, then you can have Gosman game one and four of the division series. That's a great. That's a great point. Especially the and I we, when we I didn't I didn't mention that in our, our little recap was yeah he had a little like a little cut nothing didn't seem like it was anything major but it was a little had, and he said had it been a playoff game he'd be still pitching but yeah. Little cut near his fingernail, and he took himself out. Um, yeah, that's a good, uh, that's a, that's a good strategy. Or do you, or do you, or do you put the pressure on Seattle and have Manoa and then Gosman win those two games, and then oh, well, you're you're done, best of three. Yeah, I, I I like your I like your plan. I like the fact you have Stripling pitch game two. You sneak that one out. If you don't, then you have Gosman pitch. Yeah, game three. Yeah. So is it going? Full three games, or is it? I, I think the gate the 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 Jays are gonna take it in two. Knock I, on wood. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's gonna go with the full three, just because yeah. that's how the Jays seem to roll this year. <laughs> easy. Um, game one is Manola against uh, Castillo. That'd be a good matchup. It'll think, be a good matchup. Yeah. I, th- I think, but the next game, have they have they announced the starters for game two? I don't know. No, they haven't. No, they haven't. Just yeah. So, well, Robbie Ray's in there somewhere. Yep. Rob Ray hasn't looked very sharp in the last few games. Just gotta say. <laughs> well, just sir, yeah. Um, I 
if you look at the stats between him and Gosman, they're pretty. I mean, Ray's three point seven one. I think Gosman three point three five. Same amount of wins. Yeah, like they're carbon copies of each other. Except you're right; he hasn't looked good. His slider's been hanging over the plate a bit. Yep. So let's take a look here, Robbie Ray. I think I I I checked him out on his game log, and he had an ERA of like five point something over his last like. Well, let's see here. From September till now, so all of September, his ERA is four point three two. Okay, that's not terrible, um, but he's allowed like eight home runs. He's only pitched thirty-one innings uh, over six starts, so that's about five innings a start. I don't know. It's uh, all I know is that he he allowed four runs and five runs in two consecutive games. Then he pitched well, and then he allowed two runs and then six runs against Oakland. Six runs against Oakland. Yeah, he. I was watching some of that game, and he was hanging that slider. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's not, he's not, he's definitely not Cy Young, Robbie Ray last year. No. And I think, well, I'm sure the Jays have a pretty good idea of what he's going to do with the plate. I mean, at the, at the, on the mound, so... I'd be surprised if he pitched game two. I don't know. I don't know. Who, I don't know who else they'd send up there, mind you. But yeah, um, yeah. I I think because it's the way the Jays roll, it'll be three games. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> probably be a ninth inning home run by Guerrero or Merrifield. Yeah, to win it. But all right, so that's uh, that's kind of kind of caps the the Jays. Anything else you want to talk about with Jays wise? What else do we? No, we it's had, just. The the nice thing is that we've got some players that are getting hot at the right time. Yeah. And... Teoscar is heating up. Yep. Which is huge because he's been he's been the guy that protects Vladdy. So when when Teoscar plays well, Vladdy plays well. Yep. And and that just kind of rolls things up the lineup, right? You really lengthen that lineup when you've got a power threat after a power threat. Yeah, and Merrifield is like I think we all kind of wondered that what that trade was about when they got him. Yeah, and uh, he's really shown his his worth, right? Especially now that Espinal's been down. Yeah, and and what I appreciate from Merrifield is his base running acumen. Yes. Oh, yes. Holy, talk, holy! Talk about that little that that in Baltimore that uh, yeah, like he he bunted for a single. Yep. Then he managed to get to second because they threw the ball away. And then from second, um, he managed to move up to third on just like a ground ball. So great. So now he's standing at third base with, with one out. And the fact that he got such a massive lead and the ball, it wasn't like a, a massive wild pitch where the ball was like back to the backstop. The ball barely left the batting circle, you know, where the yeah. plate is. Yeah. And he scored on that. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, he created that whole scenario. Yeah. By himself. Yeah. He, he, he stole that run from. When he, yeah. When you, when you talk about manufacturing runs. Yeah. It's exactly what he did. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he's really showing what he's, and he's, he's a veteran. He is. And a team that needs that kind of leadership. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Bichette kind of worried me a little for a, a little bit with his defense. Yeah, <laughs> that guy. He'll go through streets where he looks great, and then 
then he'll kind of like fall off the fall off the table again. Yeah. Well, let's just hope that the playoffs don't come down to him making three errors in the same game again. <laughs> Could you imagine? Um. Yeah, and who else is heating up? Well, our pitchers, our pitchers. bullpen is pitching great. Yep. Um, I don't know. I, I, uh, I, I think they're heat right. I think they're heating up at the at the at the right time. Yep. I can't wait to see the energy in the Rogers Center on Friday. There is nothing like watching a Jays playoff game in that building. It is so loud. It's electric. And I think the players are going to feed off of that. They're all young, right? They're all like, they've never experienced this. Yeah. And that's what they, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. And I think that's just something that I think that's the X factor. And that's why I think they're going to win two games in a row. Well, and they, they mentioned it was, it was a Guerrero junior that mentioned he was spoke with Encarnacion and Batista. Yeah. He said, you've, you've never experienced anything like playoff baseball in Toronto. Yeah. It's uh, it's a, it's gonna be electric for sure. I, I, I really think they needed that home field advantage. Yep. Mind you, even when had they gone to Seattle, it's kind of like home field B. But are they gonna allow Canadians to to buy tickets? Right. Hey, that was the thing. I, I was I was actually wondering that. Had Seattle yep. got home field advantage, would they have allowed Canadians to purchase tickets, which would have been interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm picking. I, I think three. I still think three games. I think. Seattle's pretty talented. They'll, they'll squeak out a game, but I think the Jays are overall. I think have a better, better roster. Uh, anything else? No, Jays wise, that, we should talk about. I think that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, it's only they only made the playoffs. Whatever. Yeah, they only made the playoffs. That's it. I'm um, so excited. <laughs> it's we wait. We waited for this for like how many years? No, well, technically, technically two. Yeah, but that but wasn't really, the same. It wasn't the same. That's that's what I missed. Like, like the crowd getting so into it that the cameraman is cameras shaking like he's in an earthquake. Like that's that's what I'm missing. I'm missing that loud crowd, the energy. It's that's that's playoff baseball. Like the, the 2015 was amazing. Encarnacion in the wild card that was amazing in 2016. That's what I'm missing. I don't know if you're like me and you get. I, I don't miss the anxiety. I feel. <laughs> that's true though <laughs> like you live and die with every pitch every like yeah. every base runner like it's 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 like watching your favorite team in the super bowl like you just it's hard to enjoy the game because you're so like on edge with every play yeah and this is the same when same with when you're watching the jays and play in the playoffs right you're like every pitch means something so you're yeah. just you're just, my stomach's always in knots for like the three hours i'm watching the game uh yeah i'm looking i'm looking forward to it i'm looking forward to the it's uh it's gonna be it's gonna be electric. Yep. And uh, I think and it's it's well deserved. I think John Schneider should get a vote for manager of the year. But. He should. Um, I guess we'll go on to some uh, around the well. We'll talk about we'll talk about let's we'll go around the horn and yeah. talk about a little bit about playoffs. Uh, since the, everyone's every, everything's been settled now. Yep. We have the playoff picture. So let's start with the American League East. And all so this kind of borders on Jays as well. I was a little. I was wondering what was going to happen because if the top two teams play each other in the wild card, the top two, sorry, the top two wild card teams play against each other. Mm-hmm. The third wild card team plays the lowest seeded 
division 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 winner, winner yeah which was cleveland out of the three division winners, New York, the Yankees, the Astros, and Cleveland. <laughs> Obviously, Cleveland's the lesser team, right? Yeah. And even I would, if you had to rank right now, you had to rank Tampa. I'll, I'll, I'll ask you, plain and simple. If you had to rank the American League playoff teams right now from, uh, what is it, six teams? Yep. One to six. Who's, who's your number one? Houston. Number two? I probably Yankees. Okay. Number three. Number three, Toronto. Four. Four, I would say Tampa. Five. Seattle. And then six, Cleveland. Cleveland. Right. I think for me, my only difference is, and I'm a homer, one is Houston, two, I think I I, I have the Jays slightly, slightly higher. Yeah. Just because of their bullpen this, this the past month or so. Yeah. It's close, but I, I would just the way they're playing lately, I think I would yeah. give this a slight advantage. Really, it's kind of 2A, 2B, but and then I have the Yankees, Tampa, Seattle, Cleveland. Yeah, so I was kind of wondering if the Jays wanted to finish third wild card, third wild card, and play Cleveland. Yeah, and then if you win that, you play against New York instead of Houston. Yeah, so. Let's talk about so uh, I guess we're boring Warren Jays again. So the Jays beat Seattle. Let's not get ahead of ourselves, but let, let's yeah. do it anyways because why not? The Jays play Seattle. They beat Seattle. They go on Houston. Do they beat Houston? They could. They played well against them. I was going to say the same thing. They played well against them this year, right? Yep. Um, as long as they get around Verlander, that's the that's the X factor, right? Because I don't think he was pitching when the Jays played him. I think he was nope. still uh, still recovering. Recovering, yeah. Um, so who do you have Tampa Bay and Cleveland? I have Tampa Bay. Yeah. They're a, they're an odd team this year. I don't think they have anybody over 20 home runs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know how they make the playoffs every year. Like it's, it's, it's incredible. But in, anyways, uh, I, I really like Cleveland's pitching. Yeah, they do have a really good pitching. They have good young pitching. Young pitching. And, Oh, pitching seems to win. I'm going to take Cleveland. Okay. And then I have Cleveland upsetting the Yankees. Really? Yeah. Nice. That would be great. I think so. Because if we I... upset the the uh, Astros, then <laughs> <laughs> we can take Cleveland. <laughs> we can take Cleveland. Woo. Uh, yeah. So let's so... go to the, the National League. Now, this is a, a story we should definitely talk about. <laughs> the first place Atlanta Braves. <laughs> right? Oh. You... If you're New York and you just got swept in Atlanta to lose your division, yeah. after you're leading it basically the entire year, yeah, um, that's got to hurt. Yeah, Atlanta came on with a fury, eh? Yeah. It's and like, it's- so I don't know if you saw this. I saw a tweet that um, in City Field, they were selling, we own the, the uh, East or own the division t-shirts oh so i don't know if it was the curse of let's sell these t-shirts before we actually clinch up the uh, division division yeah and uh yeah it's like holy moly it's uh yeah atlanta's coming on with a vengeance they're looking like they looked last year yep that being said uh the wild card round is uh phillies are at st louis or st louis is at no st louis is at phillies no wait phillies are in st louis aren't they 
Yes, St. Louis is the division winner. Yeah, so yeah, so the Phillies play St. Louis. Mets play against San Diego. Uh, San Diego. So who do you have? Phillies and St. Louis. I mean, for obvious reasons, I'm going St. Louis because it just seems like it's Pujols' year. It is. I think so too. So I think I think I think they win two games to none. Yeah. And who do you have for San Diego? San Diego against the Mets. I. I I think the Mets are the better team, but San Diego could upset them. I have San Diego winning three. Okay. And you're right. I think the Mets on paper have a bit better team. Yeah. But I think this whole losing the division is a big, like, deflate on them. <laughs> yeah. Plus, you know, San Diego can throw out um, – Blake Snell and uh, Hugh Darvish. Yep. And then Joe Musgrove, you know. Yep. And I don't know, the Mets can roll out DeGrom. Walker. Walker. DeGrom. Scherzer. And Walker. Tawan Walker. But DeGrom hasn't looked great. Hmm. He looks superhuman the start of the year. Yeah. And Scherzer, well, Scherzer's pretty pretty solid. I don't know. I think that'll be a good series. I have San Diego winning. And then, so you have St. Louis against the Braves. Who do you have for that series? I, unfortunately, would have to give it to the Braves. Yeah. It'd be a really, it'd be a big uphill battle for St. Louis to win that one. Yeah. And if you have the Mets against the Dodgers, I think you, Dodgers got this one. Dodgers, yeah. And I think the Dodgers are taking the, the the league also i think they're taking the league championship so it'll be the dodgers and jays yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah it's gonna you know what it's this is what kind of what we kind of what we watch baseball for right postseason yep. so it's it's exciting it's gonna be it's gonna be good baseball to watch um and like we mentioned uh around news around the league uh Pujols hit number 702 now i think he's 703 703 yeah his last home run in regular so was his first at bat in St. Louis as a rookie hit a home run. Yep. Last at bat 20 years later. Yep. It's a home run. First at bat. What Aaron, what a way to end a career, right? Aaron Judge hits number uh six, uh, 62 Two, in Texas yeah. yesterday. Yep. Yesterday. And some millionaire caught the ball. Yeah. <laughs> And he asked him what he's gonna do with it, and he's like, oh, "I don't know. He's gonna sell it. Sell it, of course. <laughs> it's like back. winning a lottery ticket. Two million dollars. I don't, I don't, I don't blame him." Um, other news around the league. Um, oh, this is a good story. Actually, this is Jays related. Okay. The when the ball that Aaron Judge hit for number sixty-one. Yeah. Do you hear about the story? No. So Judge hits the home run, doesn't doesn't actually go into the stands. One of the a fan missed it by about a, a f- half a foot, a foot. Whatever. Yeah. So it falls in the Jays bullpen. The bullpen catcher gets it. Yeah. Um, oh, and Romano is the one that yeah made sure that he didn't want to give it to anybody else except that exactly it. Right. Yeah. So they said uh, Romano had the ball uh, from the bullpen catcher, and I guess there's a bunch of MLB reps, security guys. Like, hey, I'm with MLB. I'm with MLB. Uh, here's my credentials, and he didn't trust anybody, so he gave it to Zach Britton. Yeah. They give it to Judge. Good guy. Yeah, and Judge thought that was uh, that was pretty, pretty awesome. Cool. Yeah. yeah, he thought he's a stand-up guy. 
<laughs> it was actually so the Jays bullpen catchers, uh, his wife is her name's Sarah Walsh. She's a Fox uh, news reporter or mm-hmm. sports reporter. She tweeted that she wanted to divorce her husband, <laughs> the Blue Jays bullpen coach, because he caught number 61 and gave it back to him. He didn't ask for anything in return. <laughs> that's so that's a this is a kind of a, I heard them talk about this on uh, MLB Network Radio. If you're, if you're in the, if you're the bullpen coach or you're like an attendant or whatever, and you get the ball, do you, do you keep it? So that's interesting because it brings up a dilemma of, you know, your professional ethics, right? Ethics. Exactly. So when you're employed, you're, you're not supposed to gain financially from your employment other than your salary. Right. Right. Like I work out of college. I can't start saying, hey, I'm going to start selling computers to my students and then start selling it to them. Like, you know, I, I got all these connections here. You want this computer? I can get you this computer. <laughs> that would be wrong. That would be a, a, a total well, conflict of interest. And it, it, same thing with, I was and I was taking the exact same lines because there's always a police officer that's in the bullpen, right? That's yeah. security. And I thought, well, what are the odds of like, he just hit it and you wouldn't actually like run to grab it. But if it rolled to your feet mm-hmm. and you pick it up, well, yeah, you're obligated not to take anything. Like you, you're giving it back, right? Yeah. Even to the point where um, you couldn't even accept like a bat or a signed ball. Like that's right. Um, so I would imagine it's the same thing, and and it's got to be an unwritten rule in baseball. You wouldn't keep it; you give it back to the yeah. to the player. But and I'm sure something's going to happen in the back end where judge oh, might obviously. sign a jersey or bat or hundred hundred percent. He's going to yeah. give him something. He's going to give him some kind of jersey or or uh, uh, or memorabilia, whatever. I'm just looking through some other Jays highlights, and there's that picture of John Snyder. I'm going to show it on the screen here with the beer. Yeah. <laughs> left field brewery beer in the left hand. Still looking for a sponsorship, left field. Yeah, left field brewery. Hit us up. <laughs> uh, Albert Pujols, highest OPS since the All-Star break, 136. Yeah. He's only second behind Aaron Judge. That's what what a way to end a career like it's almost like he's so now he's and he's also now second all-time in rbis yep 81 or 80 behind uh hank aaron that's incredible still 80 behind hank aaron yeah like talk about a career that was full of home runs and production yep longevity is hank aaron wow um you just so he yeah i wonder like does he does he think maybe eh, should I call it a career? I think he even said it. He's like, I'm done. This is it. It's crazy to be that, but you're still, you're still productive. that good. I know you're productive. Like you're like, like we said from the all-star break, he's the second best hitter in all of baseball. Yeah. Why are you, why are you stopping now? Yeah. Anyways, but cause you know what happened next year? He, you know, whatever, get injured or, you know, this is a year. You're right. I think this is his, it's a good send off. It is like this is the way we'll, we'll 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 remember Albert Pujols not for his crappy eight years in Anaheim. I know. I mean, um, it's, we're going to remember him by him taking a team on his and, back, on his back, yeah. and and taking them to the postseason and getting that milestone, the seven hundred. I know it's it had to be important to him, and if he didn't make it, he even said he's like, if I don't make seven hundred, that's it. I'm still retiring. That's it. Yeah. That's all. And the fact, like I had, like I saw the home run and unfortunately it was on Apple TV, right? 
Yeah, yeah. So I was only able to see the replays, but I watched the replays and I felt like it was emotional. I, I'm like, good for him because this, there's only four other people in the world that I've ever do this. Yeah, yeah, there's four, sorry, three other people. There's only four people in the world that have reached 700 home runs. Yeah. What company to be, you know, included in? And he's done it the right way. He's done it the right way. I mean, he, he went back to St. Louis and did it in St. Louis. Um, not cheated. Like there wasn't any like gopher balls. Like he's, yep. and he, and he's produced like, he's bad. He's not batting like a hundred, one twenty, And like, no, no, he's, he's at two sixty nine, two seventy now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's crushing lefties, like crushing lefties. Uh, and, and you know what? And what I liked, so they asked him like, what about the ball? What are you going to do? He's like, souvenirs are for fans yes he's like i've got the bat and i've got the jersey i'm good yeah 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 he, yeah. he said yeah and that's exactly right he said balls are for fans if they want it they can keep it and they you know do whatever they want with it yeah um that leads me to a you know, kind of jumping back and forth between aaron judge and his his record so the national league record is 73 home runs in a year yeah and now the american league record is now 62 where do you where, where do you place Aaron Judge's home run record? I I still think the other records have to be acknowledged. They happened. Um they happened at a time where the majority of the players were doing some kind of performance enhancing drugs. So in in that respect they were facing pitchers that were on PEDs, and I think you still have to accept it. I mean, is it the right way to do it? Now it isn't. But back then, it wasn't frowned upon, really. And Major League Baseball basically turned a blind eye to it because they were testing players. They knew that they were popping positives, and for years they did nothing about it. Why? Because it was putting bums in the seats, and they didn't want to do anything about it. So a quote from uh, Roger Maris Jr. today or yeah. this week said uh, he believes Aaron Judge is the true home run record. Mm-hmm. Obviously throwing shade at Mark McGuire and Barry Bonds. Sammy Sosa. Sammy Sosa. I, uh, I, I, I see exactly what you're saying. I know I'm not a big fan of cancel culture. I don't think you can ignore what happened before. There were different standards. Yeah. However, those standards are still wrong. <laughs> it was still illegal they just didn't test for it um i so here's here's where I, here's what i equated with if we went back to like 1919 and we could prove that or say 1927 let's prove that uh, a pitcher that was facing babe ruth was paid off to throw gopher balls to babe ruth whatever for gambling debts or whatever yeah I'm guessing Major League Baseball at that time would say, okay, this his record was 714. Now it's down to 709 officially because of these. Yeah. Because gambling was, well, the Black Sox and Pete Rose. But somehow, we're okay with... Mark McGuire was, like, he's, he's guilty of using performance-hensing drugs. Barry Bonds is guilty of using performance... Sammy Sosa is guilty of using performance... I, I just, I find that record... Is so tame. Look how great of a year Aaron Judge had this year. Yep. And he and this is gonna sound and this is what this and this is how bad it sounds. He only hit 62 home runs. Yep. He's still 
11 shy of the record. And he had a incredible, he had a, a bit of a slump this last week, obviously, for obvious reasons. Yep. I don't know. I I just feel that record is it's like it's it's like the it's like the win record and for for pitchers. No one's ever gonna catch Cy Young because no. they only pitch they pitch every 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 day. <laughs> Like and they pitched nine innings. Like no one's gonna break. Like even. How's your they, arm feeling? It's still attached. Let's go. <laughs> go throw it out there. He also didn't throw 100 miles an hour, mind you. But you know, it's, I don't know. To me, I just it's. And people are like, well, he's he has the American League home. He has he's got the American League home run record. People equate it to like, well, if I score the most points in the in, in the NBA West, who cares? Yeah. Right. I don't know. I just it's, home runs are such a well. Look at softball when you hit a home run, like you, you it's cool. It's fun to like, yeah. regardless if it's with a composite bat or not. <laughs> Pointing to myself, um, it's still it's fun to hit one out, right? That's like that's that's a it's it, it's. I don't think you can quit it to anything else in sports. Yeah. Um, so to have a home run record of like sixty two, and you've been crushing all year, and then you're still eleven shy of the record because some guy. Head grew like eight sizes in a year. I don't know. Yeah, it's disappointing. It just it would take a monumental effort for someone to hit seventy four home runs. It would. Like, like I said, Judge had an incredible career. He was a incredible season. He was healthy the whole year, and he only hit sixty two. Only hit sixty two home runs. <laughs> now, just to kind of tell you a little bit about. Barry Bonds's year um, when he hit 73 um, he had how many intentional base on balls oh I think it was like 40 something I would I would even say higher I'd say like 70 uh, let's see here 72 home runs happened what year here let's see 73 home runs so he had 35 intentional base on balls that year. If you go to 2004, he had 120 intentional base on balls. That just goes to show how feared a hitter he was. Could you imagine had he, had he juiced his entire career? Yeah. Like how, how like he, he'd have passed Hank Aaron long before. Yep. And if you like you watch it now, right? If you watch replays of his home runs, he's a monster. He covers the whole inside part of the play. You can't throw inside; he'll crush it. Yeah, like bat speed is incredible. Yeah, yeah, and it's and and, and, and trust me, I'm not taking anything away from Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, um, Barry Bonds. To hit a baseball still takes a lot of talent, yep. more than I have. And to hit it like 400, 500 feet takes a lot of talent. Yeah. Just it helps when you put on another sixty pounds of muscle to. Yeah. You can't tell me that that doesn't add to your. So a source close to Barry Bonds, who kind of anonymously spoke about his kind of thought process when Barry Bonds decided to start juicing, was the fact that during the Mark McGuire Sammy Sosa heyday. He was thinking, why are they getting all of this attention? These guys yeah. strike out. They play terrible defense. They yep. don't run the bases very well. He's like, meanwhile, I'm sitting here. I'm hitting for average. I'm hitting for power. I can steal bases. 
I can play, you know, gold glove level defense, right? He had how many gold gloves in a row there? He's like one, two, three, four, five, skipped one year, six, seven, eight, eight gold gloves. The guy was an amazing ball player. And he says, and these guys are getting all the attention because of what? They can put the ball over the fence? Yeah. Well, I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when he started juicing. Exactly. And, and well, they were well, Sammy Sosa was the same way. Sammy Sosa wasn't always yeah. a 60 home run hitter, right? He was more, he was more in the style of Barry Bonds. He was actually a decent defender yeah. with speed and power. But again, um, home runs, Chips did the long ball. Right? Yeah. Um, and anyways, yeah, we can go on this forever, but uh, yeah. I think Judge, to me, Judge has the record, unless they prove, you know, five years from now that he tested positive. Yeah. But he's just a monster anyways. Um, this was a, a screenshot I took. It, it was the, but it, it it's, it's not, now there's a story to it. So if the Braves don't sacrifice bunt this week, it'll be the first time in Major League Baseball history where a team never sacrificed bunt the entire season. Wow. But game 161, guess what happened? Sacrifice they sacrificed bunt. The bunt is dying. What's that? The bunt is dying. Wow. And it's, anal- it's all about analytics, right? It is. Why would, why would why you? Why would you? Why would you well, yeah. Why, why would you put yourself out? It's like stealing bases. Why would you have a? Why would you try to run into an out? Yeah. Um, I forget what game this. I think this is against Boston. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's the first time ever where a Canadian pitcher got the win and a Canadian closer got the save. Yeah, that was uh, Zach Pop and Romano. And Romano. Yeah, that was uh, their final regular season game in Toronto. Yeah. Uh, in a statement, uh, Tony Larusa stated uh, he was his health reasons. Uh, he's retiring from. Well, from the White Sox, I guess. He was hired to provide a positive difference-making leadership and support. Uh, his record is proof. I, I, he, I did not do my job. Well, it's pretty hard to do your job when you fall asleep in the dugout. <laughs> <laughs> so he announced he'll not be returning to manage the White Sox in 2023 due to medical issues. I think that's the last time we'll see Tony La Russa. Yeah. They, um, the, it, I guess he could... Now that... Now that all the games are played. I guess we could kind of say that, I don't know, the White Sox to me were one of the, the biggest busts. They had tons of talent. And I think if we went, I think when we look back at our, I don't know what our prediction show was, but I think we went look back in our prediction show. I'm pretty sure we both picked the White Sox to finish first in that division. I think so. And they finished what, third? Yeah. I think maybe. Possibly. Possibly. Yeah, I think it's uh, White Sox. Oh, actually, they finished second. Second. Slightly above uh, three games ahead of Minnesota. Oh, yeah, Minnesota really. Yeah, that's Minnesota was surprising to me too. Minnesota really went out in the, at the deadline, got some key pieces. They fell off. And they just fell off, right? Yeah. I and I don't. I'd be, I'd be curious to get somebody's uh, take on what happened. But we should probably get our good buddy Matt Matt to come and talk about that. Yeah, because it's. Uh, uh, and it's, it's unfortunate we don't get to watch a lot. Of, I don't get to watch a lot of Minnesota Twin games, so I'd be, really inter- I'd be interested to hear what what, what happened. Here's a, uh, a quote that's just prophetic. Uh, Spencer Strider, the pitcher for the, the Braves, this is after they lost to the Mets, I think it was in in August. 
they seem to be having a lot of luck right now offensively. That's great. It's August. We'll see what things are like in October. <laughs> <laughs> and nice. uh, the, the Angels have agreed to a one-year contract with Phil Nevin to return as manager. And they've also agreed to a one-year contract with Shohei Otani. Even, that's even bigger news. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. He, uh, they avoided arbitration, signed a one-year $30 million deal. Thirty. That's the highest arbitration value ever. And if, if you're Otani, why are you doing that? Yeah. I'm serious. Like, what do you have? Like, what are your thoughts? I, 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 I have no idea. I can't. I, I don't know. So I, I, unless the, like arbitration was going to happen regardless, and he figured yeah. I might as well sign thirty because maybe the arbitrator wasn't evaluated that that's, that high. That's true. Yeah. That's a good. Yeah, that's a good point. It's not like he's renegotiating the contract. Um, he's uh, he's worth more than thirty million, 30 yeah. million dollars. Well, he's worth two players. It's like he's practic- he's worth a twenty-five million, million dollar hitter, and he's worth a thirty million dollar pitcher. So Stroman, uh, Marcus Stroman, our buddy from uh, former starter for the, for the Blue Jays, said uh, today, um, "Judge is having a great year, but how do you not give the MVP to Otani?" And he says, "You can't go wrong either way." So this is something we brought up last year. Remember yeah. that conversation? And uh, so right now, and I'll ask you, so right now, who do you give the MVP to in the American League? Oh, man. And the thing, <laughs> so here's the thing, right? Judge just broke a, like an American League record. Yeah. Um, he's in, is he, does he, does, oh, he doesn't, does he have, no, he doesn't have the, the, the uh, triple crown because Areas from the Twins got the batting title. He did, eh? Yeah. So that. And sorry, just, we'll pause on that for a second. Yeah. That's an interesting. That's interesting too because they he was being pitched so carefully. Yep. Well, against the, the Jays. Jays. Yeah. You no, know, and what the, and to their to Jays credit, they weren't walking him. Well, they they, they walked him. But I mean, it wasn't intentional. No, it wasn't like the unintentional intentional walk. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. So I I I don't know. It's really tough. I mean, like he's very close to that triple crown. He's got the most home runs, most RBIs, second most uh, highest average. Oh man, I I I think. I think Judge is going to get it. I think um, the writers are probably going to see the value that he brought to the league this year. Like last year, Otani, all eyes were on Otani. He hasn't. Nothing's happened like this since Babe Ruth. Okay, so we've seen that now. And this year, what was the topic of conversation from the All Star break till now? It was the Judge chasing that sixty home runs, sixty-two home runs. I don't know. What do you think? So do you? Well, you you predicted he'll go to, he'll go to judge, but who would you give it to? I I would give it to judge. I think he's done something amazing. And Otani hasn't. And Otani has, but he <laughs> he was rewarded for that last year. <laughs> I just so let me so okay so judge hit around what three thirteen this year. Yeah, let's go take a look here. Uh, MLB players. Let's take a look for Judge here. And Judge, no triple count. Sits out 100 games, 62. Yeah, he had to sit today uh, for the last game. So, yeah, so Judge is hitting two, 311, 62 home runs, 131 RBIs, 16 stolen bases, and a 1.11 OPS. 1.1 that's in, that's incredible yeah so if you're comparing 
just comparing hitting stats to Judge and Otani, I mean, hands down, Otani is below Judge, right? Yeah. Otani's only got a 9.5 war. Yeah. <laughs> only. 273, 34 home runs, uh, 95 RBIs. I mean, he fell off He fell off from last year's 46 home runs. Yeah. Five RBIs less than last year. Stole, only stole 11 bases this year instead of, instead of 20. And slugged a measly 0.877. I think he's pitching better this year, though. That's what I was about to get to next. So now, but this year he's also fifteen and nine with a two thirty-three ERA, two hundred nineteen strikeouts, and one hundred sixty-six innings with a one point zero one WHIP. So Robbie Ray won the Cy Young Award last year. His stats are eerily close to that. <laughs> I mean, last year Otani's ERA was three point one eight. Yeah. It's almost a full run better this year. Yeah. I think Judge has had a great year. Yeah. But it's, this is like so semantic, right? Most yeah. valuable player. How do you define that? Yeah. If the most valuable player, really, realistically, is Shohei Otani. Yeah. Like he's, he's, he wins you 15 games on the mound and then hits you 34 home runs. I mean, yeah. um, that being said, writers tend to look at what teams are in the playoffs. In the playoffs, that's true. Even though Otani won it last year and um, didn't make the playoffs, but you're right. And I think you're right. Yesterday, last year was like it was like a oh, this is the first time we've seen this in how many years? Yeah. I just, I would, if they give it to Otani this year. You might as well just write his name on the MVP for the next. This is the same thing I said last year. Yeah, ten years because it would take someone to do an extraordinary. If, but what else? What, I mean, what else do you have to do? Well, I think Vlad's going to start pitching. <laughs> <laughs> might as well. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I don't know. I I would give it to Judge as well. Yeah, because really, Judge kind of carried that that team for the past since the All Star break. Yes, and they're in the playoffs. Because of judge, because of judge, because of judge, because they were struggling, yeah, offensively for like a whole month. Yeah, I would, um, I would, I would, I'd give it to judge, but man, it's really, it is tough. It's really tough not to give it to Otani. You might as well just make an Otani award, yeah, just to give it to him every year. Because, like I said, if he has anything close to the, if he does the same thing next year, like it, let's say Judge just had his regular. Regular year, like say he batted 305, hit 40 home runs, 100 RBIs. This would be Otani, a different conversation. Yeah, Otani all, every day, all day long. Otani, but I mean, so I guess you have to break a record. Yeah, pretty like, much. Uh, yeah. Anyways, so yeah, I'm guessing, I'm guessing that the only way that Vlad wins an MVP if Shohei pitches and hits this way is if he hits 400. Yeah, the or first Otani player to gets, hit 400 since what? Like, <laughs> or Otani gets hurt. Or Otani gets hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Anything else around the league we should talk uh, about? I, I just want to mention that that fun little Twitter battle between the uh yes. Baltimore Orioles and the Blue Jays. Yes, this um, is cool. So when when it was raining, uh they were in that little rain delay. Um the Jays just tweeted um Hey Orioles, uh no roof. And they had a little meme of uh Megamind with his like little eyes there, just like puppy dog eyes. Yeah. And uh, the Orioles responded back with uh, a meme from 
the, uh, the that 70s show where Kelso says, damn, Jackie, I can't control the weather. <laughs> they've got like they've got a little Oriole pasted over top of Kelso's face and they've got Blue Jays pasted over uh over the other two characters in the in the show. Yeah. And they just went back and forth and then then the other day when they were rained out all together, they're just the, the Jays says, um, don't mention that we don't that we have a roof. Don't mention our roof. Don't mention our roof. Don't mention our roof. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's uh, I, and it was I think the best thing about that exchange was it was it wasn't malicious, right? It wasn't. It was just friendly banter. Just friendly, back just back and forth. Yeah, that was yeah. cool. That's a maybe we'll talk about that in another, in another episode. But when we recap the entire entire year, but the Orioles, what a surprise! What? What happened? And they traded um, away like they were in the hunt up until like two weeks ago. Yeah, and they had traded away their um their starting first baseman trey mancini yeah and uh closer and their closer lopez so it's like wow what imagine what could have happened if they would have held on to those guys i mean i'm not saying that they would have been in the playoffs but they might have been even closer to being in a playoff spot yeah i remember one or two but you know it's it's, i'm 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 interested to see what they got back i don't remember what the the trade was to get back what they got back from them but so I think they knew, right? I don't. I don't think they had the horses right now to uh, to compete in the yep. play, if it was a playoffs. So I think they made the right choice. It was nice to see them really. You got some good young players in that team. They're going to be. They're going to be a handful. Yeah, it's going to be the Jays and the Orioles. I think for. I, I think it's going to be a bird battle for the next few for years. Next five years, I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, it'd be interesting to watch at least. Yeah. Uh, anything else? No, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, it's it too. Well, I'm looking forward to watching some Blue Jay baseball, Same. postseason baseball, uh, starting Friday. So uh, hopefully we'll have another episode. Today is what, Wednesday? Just checking my work schedule. Are you open next week? Adam? I am. Oh, I'm nice. Oof, might have to be Thursday. Well, I'm sure uh, we'll set something up. We'll just uh, yeah. By that time, the Jays will have won the series against. Oh, Seattle. exactly. We'll be uh, we'll be talking about the uh, division series against uh, Houston. Yeah. All right. Okay. For myself, Mickey, and my uh, partner in crime, Ivan. Have a good week, everybody. Have a good week, everyone.